Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. What is going on, everybody? All right. We have Son of a Marketer on with us. And for anybody that doesn't know him, Mr. Parker Woodward. Now, he is a fellow podcast junkie like Ron and myself. Uh, he's the producer, the fan, the creator of One Podcast Away from a Million Dollar Business in the group of Your Podcast Funnel, Monetizer Mission, Impact Your Tribe, and so much more that we're going to talk about all about podcasting and maybe a little bit of style, but we'll see where this conversation goes. <laughs> Parker, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me here, guys. It's going to be super, super fun to talk with you guys all about this. First off, I love it when you guys have the, uh, when people have the, the re-roll of the uh, podcast intro right before the actual interview starts. It just gets me like pumped and excited. Like it's like one of those awesome things of like, it was you guys and uh, RJ on that did it as well when I was on his show a little bit ago. And I was just like, dang, I got to start doing that a lot more. Like that's, I just like, I was in the background, like, oh shoot. Okay. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I notice everyone in the green room bouncing. It's like, yeah, oh, totally. yeah man. Out. everybody's just, it's, that's a huge, huge thing I've realized. Cause you know, yeah, I'm obsessed with podcasting and everything like that. And it's been really, really cool because it's not just producing audio, you know, that's like the first level. And that's like a very basic thing. And it's one of those things you start realizing, though, the fact that, like, you know, you're using this audio as a platform. It's your opportunity to help people change themselves, to have an opportunity to live life on their own terms as they see it. You know, it's one of those cliche things everybody says, but it's also very true. And I've loved just how learning about the brain, learning about individuals, how they work, how music can be so important to that. It allows you to truly become somebody and helping your people who are obsessed and listen to your podcast becoming just junkies of your stuff to just truly get in a state of, of receiving amazing, amazing value. So that's always something really amazing and awesome. What's crazy is we just started that. We used to do a little really? like, teaser and then we would do our intro. It was different music and we're like, let's just make this frictionless. So we're like, we don't want to do that. We're just going to go with our intro <laughs> and get going. Uh, and and it's it's a lot of fun, you know, and, and, and you're right. It's one of those things that you can live life on your own terms. But before we get too far into it, why don't you uh, take a second to tell everyone a little bit about you? Okay, yeah. So uh, my name is Parker Woodward. Um, in case you're watching this on video, you're watching this or listening to our podcast. The reason I put son of a marketer right here is literally because I've always thought it was a really funny thing. So my dad is uh, Dave Woodward, the CEO of ClickFunnels at the moment. And it's an amazing, amazing, funny thing to think about. And I, as well, I don't know why I said at the moment, like that's not an insider thing. <laughs> I was about to say that everybody's like, wait news? a second. Breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is set in stone. And yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those funny things like I, I say stuff like that on accident and i'm like okay quick clarification like everybody calm down like that's not new. okay yeah so it's great but no so my dad has been a marketer my entire life and it was really funny because me and my little brothers we got like broken basically because of it we no longer look at anything without being like okay yeah that's marketing like that's why this works like this is the whole reason why all this is having the most success why this is yada 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 so that's always super funny and so growing up with that and having this amazing opportunity to hang out with entrepreneurs and everything like that really inspired me as i was in college i'm in college still at the moment 
and to just think about the fact of how can I help others? What position can I be in to change other people's lives? And that all came through a uh, basically knowledge that I've gained over the years of basically podcasting and has scaled into the fact of not only how I can produce audio for people like I talked about, but also in helping people to understand the other side of it, just how to help people to truly make investments. You know, what is holding somebody back? How do you identify those pain points? And as I've kind of, you know, gone through this whole journey of understanding like, okay, this is what I need to focus on is how do I transition from offering a, you know, a lower tier end service because, you know, offering audio type stuff, as I'm sure you guys have noticed is kind of not what everybody really looks for sometimes. It's like, okay, yeah, I can do that by myself. Yeah, of course. But it's one of those things where if you learn to sell the thing that sells the thing, meaning the fact that, yeah, I sell how to basically do the, I sell people how to actually, you know, produce the podcast type stuff. But also on top of that, I help them explain, okay, once you eliminate the time that you're wasting on this, what are you focusing it on? And I think it's a really, really cool thing that like I've learned from you guys a ton, actually, I was, you know, kind of binge listening binge listen to a few of you guys' podcasts. Is that a, that's a huge thing you guys focus on. And so if you're listening to this right now and you're like, who needs to, who needs to produce my podcast? Obviously, Corey and Ron, they're fantastic <laughs> and they're absolutely amazing because it'll allow you to do just that of after I produce my podcast, what's the next goal? And that's been something I've really been obsessing over lately. Also, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, news, hold on, breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. That's right. No, right. no changes in click. What's What's this? I, the news flash. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> My dad's going to kill me when he sees that. <laughs> um, all right. So, at, uh, you know, just a quick story. Like Ron and I, at the end of the day, we started a podcast and then everything else changed. Yeah. Right. Like we were doing, we had regular six-figure jobs. We were doing building a side business of coaching. We discovered ClickFunnels and that kind of squirreled us until we, and Steve and Russell were telling us, yelling at us really, that we got to publish, Right. And then we, we started the podcast and we're like, all right, now our business name has changed and uh, all these different things that we learned along the journey of having to create the podcast, yeah. you know, the time, right? Trying to figure out so many people don't launch, they don't do something because they don't know how the tech skills to edit or they don't have the ability to make a graphic or, or they're spending so much time with it. They're not doing what's, what's important. And that is to actually go monetize whatever they're trying to monetize. And so, yeah, podcasting changed our lives. And I'm in the process of training our my son to edit, and he is helping me. Uh, he's he November was his first month doing it, and uh, now he we are like at a doctor's office, and the doctor was talking. He's like, "Oh, tell me times that person is saying um, we got to take away the ums. <laughs> He'd be horrible to edit, and, and it's so funny. So I love that that you were doing it for your dad uh, for a while. Uh, like, how what was the age? When did you start? When did you start at that basic level in the audio? Yeah, so I wasn't I did I didn't do audio actually for him initially. What I initially did was show notes. Okay. So basically like going in like okay, what's this episode about? What's the part that we're going to put on the quote cards? What are we going to make sure that goes out there to the world? How are we going to make sure that the uh, the transcriptions are all correct and everything? So that was my amazing fantastic $20 an hour job that I had as a a, a kid, which was, you know, fantastic money. I think it was no, it wasn't even 20 at that point. I think it was like I got $20 an episode, I think is what it was. Nice. And which again was fantastic money for a cup for a high school kid. It was awesome. Yeah. And it was just like one of those amazing things, though, where it allowed me to be in that position of this is the type of people that are changing the world. These are this is what they're saying. You know, I was uh, a huge thing I remember at this time when I was working for my dad 
was the fact that I was writing down, and this is a huge problem people make when they're creating quote quotes, by the way, for their, for their podcast and for their business in general, is somebody had a great quote of this is what ClickFunnels is great at. So I'm like, that needs to be a quote card because that's going to that's gonna you know push for the business. And my dad said, no, that's not what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to sell people not on a business, but we're wanting to listen to the podcast because the more we can get them to the podcast, the more they will consume our data and they will uh, consume our content and they will not only you know get the 14-day subscription or whatever the heck it is, but they'll buy the course. They'll not the course. They'll buy the, uh, the the software. They'll buy the courses. They'll come to the events. They'll become actual rabid fans. And you know, of a hindsight perspective, of that's what I've realized. If you're marketing your podcast, you are not doing it to do your business. You are producing your podcast and marketing it so people will go into what's known as your visibility ladder. That's when people come in and they're like, "Okay, this person is great. They do this, 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 and this." What part of me connects with that the most? Okay, th that's this right here. And then you can then go back, go into your content and actually consume the data of, hey, this is the type of content that people consume the most. Not only did they consume it though, and people like most listen to, but this is when they dropped off. And so that's what allows you to just really get in the mindset and the frame of, of mind that your listeners and your dream audience really has. Yeah, no, I... I love the whole idea of the visibility ladder because that is so true. You know, we, we try yeah. to help people understand it's a platform, but it's not your necessarily your sales platform. It's, it's just for you to be out there and publish and going back to, you know, your product of one pod podcast away. That's so true. Absolutely. So true because, you know, I was, I was talking to my wife about this. Um, she wants me to teach our daughter to not have to go find a job, just like Corey's teaching his son. But if it wasn't for a silly little podcast, our lives would be different today. Like we yeah. would still be working uh, in a job. And, and it's all because of a silly little podcast that we don't. Oh, you know? 100%. Yeah. And, so, and to add to that, Ron, real quick, sorry to add to yeah. that though. It, the, it's the one podcast away is I think more true than the one funnel away. Cause yeah, I'm one funnel away. It, it Anybody could be one funnel away, but it, you could build a hundred funnels before you, or a thousand funnels before you find that one. And, and honestly, if you do a podcast right with the right people and the right support, you're truly just the one podcast away. Yeah, Totally. And as well, just another quick, you know, breaking news disclaimer type thing at the bottom Hold of the on. screen is that we <laughs> we actually shelved the one podcast away. Oh, uh, you me, did? Me and my partner. Yeah. No, yeah. I oh, totally no. forgot to tell you guys about that. Oh, it's all oh good. My gosh. It's all good. You're the third person that's asked me today about it. So clearly I need to get better <laughs> at telling people. <laughs> Why did so, you yeah, shelve so it? Evan, huh? uh, so basically it was just because Evans and I were going to go in different directions with podcasting. And so, okay. you know, we were both going to be like, hey, you know, we're going to be uh, off these different types of things, you know, it's going to go different than each in our value ladders. Like, let's just, it was an amazing experience. We learned a lot. Like let's shelf it. We'll do it later again, maybe. But as of right now, we both need to, uh, kind of focus on different things in business and in, in life. So we decided to, uh, split it and shelf it. Um, but Evans is still, I will always speak highly of Evans. Like he is a fantastic, fantastic. It was no character thing that that reason that we split or anything like that. It was just 100% we both had just different philosophies about business and where we wanted to take stuff. And so it was like, oh, good. But uh, like you said, though, the one podcast away is so true because a podcast is a funnel. And that's why my business now is all about that one thing. 
of how do you turn your podcast into a true funnel for your business? And that comes from understanding three core principles. That's one of those is the podcast funnel framework. Uh, you have to understand the content you need to produce to eliminate false beliefs, the traffic sources and how you're going to utilize them to put your podcast on auto growth. And lastly, the monetization and offer strategies you need in order to help people actually to make investments in themselves and achieve that dream destination. And that's a huge, huge thing you're able to realize is you're able to have multiple offers for your podcast, same funnel, but different points of entry. And that's a huge thing I've actually been really focusing on is how do you systematically break down false beliefs for individuals? That way you make money actually training them to become your dream customer. That has been a very, very crucial thing that I hope everybody who's listening to this right now, you really think about that. What is your value ladder and how are you picking and uh, solving one problem at a time? You can have OTOs and upsells of, okay, I've solved this problem. It creates this problem though. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like for you guys, you guys totally eliminate that first problem of I need a podcast created. Great, fantastic. Here's a published, here you go. And now they sit there like, okay, I'm spending this money. I have extra time. What, what, what do I do next? And that's why if you're a marketer and you're obsessed with understanding what pain points your people have, you need to understand the, the first problem that they run into after you solve the first one. It's called the supplementary problem is what I, what I call it. And it's a huge thing to think about because the more you can break down your customer's uh, journey, the more you know how to not only make more money, which is fantastic and what you really need because a starving artist can't create an amazing painting when he's, when the stomach is hurting. So don't be a you know starving artist because it sucks and it makes no sense. Right. But it's a huge thing of, okay, you know how to change someone's life. This is how you do it. You understand of like, this is their first problem. Great. It creates this problem. You know, they have more time. What do they want to do with that time? How do they build better relationships? How do they, a huge thing I'm thinking about uh, creating over the next little bit is the content marketer. Uh, I'm still debating what it's going to be called, but basically life of a content marketer. They have ADD. Indefinitely, if you're creating content for your business. Oh, seriously. I don't know what you're talking about. Right here, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got it so bad, hundred percent, and it's one of those funny things. Yeah, yeah, it's because true. you have ADD, mm -hmm. you are more able to create creative styles of content because your brain constantly will ruminate on that. And so, the more you can discover about yourself, and this is a whole thing again with my own value ladder, is that is going to be a crucial thing over the next little bit for me. Is it's a selling point, an entry point, even a, uh, a Stephen Larson. I've become obsessed over his stuff lately. And he calls it a launch pad offer. So basically, if people are like, I want to become you know, a content marketer, and you talk about, yeah, but you know the pain point you felt before of you've created something, and it's a spiritual journey. Here's how to make sure that if you fail, you know how to recover from it. Here's a, here's a framework of understanding what success really means for you and your business at this moment, how to make sure your brain is set up for it. And on top of that, how to make sure that you are constantly able to be there for your people, regardless of the pains of personal life that kind of go on. So that's like a whole thing. That's that the entry point. Your podcast is an entry point for your business. It's not a place for you to ramble. It's a place for you to change lives. And it's very easy to make it like that as well. Yeah. Uh, so many good things there, Parker. Uh, one, I want to touch on one thing. You, you talked about creating content to address the false beliefs 
of people that are coming into your funnel. And yeah. so how do you, how do you share when, when there's people that they want to have a fun or a podcast or they want to get their message out, but they're like, who would listen? I have 10 people in my audience. Like, how do you get them over, over that own limited belief to understand that they still need to create that content and help address the false beliefs of their people, even though they might only have two people out first or 10 people or a hundred people. Like what, how do you kind of address that first spot? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say to not confuse your dream audience with your current audience, just because you are at the moment unable to, to get in touch in, in front of these lives does not mean that there is not an audience out there. For me, what I'm doing, what you guys are doing as well, is we're using this avenue, this market of podcasting to help entrepreneurs. Your people will gather in markets. That's another huge thing that Steve Larson says. You know, Market is not a person. A market is a place where they go. So what your responsibility is identify what real place they want to be at. You know, it's, it all comes back to whole three human needs. You're either helping someone improve their health or wealth or their relationships. That's super great. What is the definition for them of that thing? You know, for somebody, uh, for my dream audience, I know 100% is going to be the fact that they want to increase their wealth. That way they will be able to impact more lives. That way they'll be able to be more dedicated towards their art because they don't have to worry about their paychecks. So that's a huge thing I help them to do. Like, okay, so that's super awesome. The way that they'll be able to do that then is selling high ticket, spending less time gathering leads and more time delivering on them. That is definitely going to be through organic marketing or paid ads. And regardless, they're going to want to be in front of their audience as much as possible with as little front end investment. That's in money and time. Podcasting is a great way of doing that, in my personal opinion, because for every 10 minute, 15 minute episode I record, I have generated and saved myself over 200, 300 hours because of the amount of people who have listened to that again. So I don't have to have a 10 minute conversation with everybody one-on-one. -on -one. I can scale the effectiveness of it with just giving them that audio and having them consume it without me having to actually be with them. A huge thing I'm kind of uh, realizing the last little bit is Dan Kennedy has a great, great um, a quote. It's all about whoever can spend the most money to acquire customer wins. You know, if your average cart value is $1,000, you can spend $999 to acquire somebody, you know, doing joint ventures, doing paid ads, all that kind of stuff. What I've realized is also really important is this, and I've never said this before out loud yet. It's the fact that whoever can spend breaking the most news, time, breaking news, <laughs> breaking news, if you've heard it here first, <laughs> is whoever can spend the most time with their customer wins. That is not only in, you know, producing the content to get in front of them, but that is also in when they go home, when that's times of silence, they think about something that you said because it resonates so deep with them. And so that's a whole thing with repurposing content. What you guys do is you guys help people to understand that, hey, less time on your content and producing it and more time having an impact. So that's a huge thing of understanding that, of how is it that you can be with your audience? You know, the question you initially asked, and it kind of was a little bit of a derail, but it's one of those things of if you want your dream audience to, ex to uh, become your actual audience, you need to find where they're congregating. So if they're not congregating your podcast, I would recommend going to other people's podcasts. That's a great, great way of doing it. What I'm doing here right now is an amazing example of that. You know, it's one of those things that I am not able to speak to every one of your guys' listeners. That being said, I can speak to a few. 
And they will be like, okay, this is something that I want. I want to go consume his content more. You need to go in front of others. And this is how you're going to find the people who you need to go in front of is who has the audience, the market that you could give your, uh, your content and also your offers to that is unsatisfied in one single area. This is not to say go on all your competitions market and steal them. This right. is saying that, hey, go in front of people who are like, gosh, he said something really good. You know, I'm trying to, if you're going to go in, in, into the health space, you know, I'm trying to lose more weight. But my biggest problem is the fact that I'm an entrepreneur and I want to spend time with my kids and I want to be a good spouse. That's all the things that this person talks about, you know, who I, who I came here for to learn about health. But this person offers it the right way. And you know, to how to get those offers, I get in front of those people is understanding how to position it as sexy as possible. It's an irresistible offer to go in front of. That's either by bringing them stories or by even bringing them audience. People don't show up somewhere because of what you say. They go there because of how it helps them to make an internal change or fulfill an internal identity. That's a huge thing of understanding is you're not creating content. You're creating opportunities for them to change themselves, to become that person they've always wanted to become. Absolutely love how you're talking about content because frankly, I, I think I, th I thought about it in that way, but I don't think anyone's ever verbalized it that way. So I think that's amazing that you brought that up and, and yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go out and fill the gaps of different people's pain points Yeah, out there. You know, I, Corey and I, we were just helping a client this morning where we're like, Hey, you can spend all the time and do all of this stuff and you could probably get it done, but you're sacrificing the actual job of what you're trying to do. That's how we can help solve that pain point. But I totally. think there's so many people out there that could easily find those little, little holes and say, you know what? My talent is this, the problem with people's talents is they don't think they're special because it comes easy to them or they enjoy yeah. doing it. So they just assume everyone does, you know? Totally. Yeah. And, and for you, I, you know, I I'm, I'm jealous because you're starting so young at, at this <laughs> game. It's like, gosh, man, it's, it's, it's awesome. Your dad gets it. You know, you're not going to have the dad say, Oh, you got to go to school. and blah, 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 Right. It's what my it's, dad tells me to do too. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's amazing. And, you know, for me, it's like, gosh, where would we be if we yeah. started that way? You know? Oh, it's what absolutely is, insane. Yeah. Yeah. What does your friends think of all of us? I'm not going to lie. I have no idea because <laughs> it's just, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I do talk about the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. I do discuss all that kind of stuff with them. But every single time I do, there's just this look in the eye of yeah. either you're weird Right. <laughs> or just the okay. fact of just like, okay, you're so cool. You got a business in, in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just that weird feeling of it. Just, yeah. it's so difficult yep. to talk about that with some people. They don't I do it. have some friends who are just obsessed with marketing. A, a good buddy of mine, we were talking, him and I are both single at the moment. And we were just joking around about dating using terms and marketing. You're like, dude, I'm not going to lie, dude. My RO, my, my ROAS is kind of sucking right now. I'm going on a lot of dinners. <laughs> Not getting a lot of uh, leads closing at the moment, dude. It's, it's not me a lot. lot of return on those dinners, huh? Not a lot of return on those dinners, <laughs> man. It's bad. 
Oh man! Just, I mean, as well, just just so everybody's listening, like that was a joke, right? Like, it right. wasn't anything. But as well, we were just cracking up because we were just like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, dude!" I was going out with this date with this girl, and oh, it wasn't very successful. And he's like, "Dude, did you do a triage call? Did you onboard? Did you qualify the lead?" And I was like, "I'm not gonna lie, I did it." <laughs> and it was just like this super uh-huh. funny discussion. The importance of that is the fact that you have to surround yourself with those people. That's right. Because it's super important, you know, and, and you can have, not everybody has to be, you know, obsessed with what it is that you do. I have a whole bunch of people where we talk about the weather, we talk about life, we talk about religion, we talk about different types of things. And it's great to be with them. It allows me to, to unplug, allows me to be in reality. But at the same time, I can't talk to all of them about these different types of things. I have spent more money this year on coaches and stuff like that that some people have spent on a college tuition. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's one of those interesting things, though, of the fact that I understand who it is I can talk to about these different things. If you are an impact-driven entrepreneur and you are stoked and excited to change lives, you need to take care of yourself to do that. Alex Shireman is a great, great podcast all about that. It's called Momentum. He, if you want to feel like you are being spoken to, you need to you need to listen to his podcast. Like it, honestly, you listen to it and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy knows who I am. It's a great study on how to understand somebody. It's really fantastic. And in regards to all that, though, that's the one thing he says is understand where you can put effort into that you will get the right return out of it. I think it's a huge thing that people struggle in creating a podcast. They go into it with this expectation that I'm. I've launched my podcast. That's it. I'm, I'm done. It's fantastic. It, it all comes easier after this. In reality, it doesn't because you didn't go in with the right understanding of the effort afterwards. It's called the art of the second decision. You know, one thing leads you to begin, but another thing leads, needs to let, let you continue, rejuvenate you, recharge you, get you excited. You know, just like you said, Corey, the fact that how do you grow past those 10 listeners? First step is understand your purpose. This is not to get numbers. It's to change lives. And that will get you a certain distance. That will help you understand that, okay, I'm doing this not just for these these numbers, but I'm understanding that I have changed somebody's life before. The next step of it is then, of course, getting the scale. The scale side is honestly best done. Put your podcast on auto growth, this simple strategy right here. Get on other people's podcasts and have people on your own and blast that thing to social media. Not late barfing. But instead, because that ruins your relationship with people on your Facebook feed, if you're just like, hey, listen here, I have this. You're like, dude, stop. Like, that's not going to do anything. Like, why would somebody click that link? It's stupid. And instead, what you need to do is talk about the journey. Talk about the fact that this is why this needs to be said. This is the pain point that I addressed. Keep it in basically <laughs> – don't link <laughs> And, and honest, I stand by that statement right there. I am I, I, that on my team. That's a card for the show right there, man. I'm you. Uh, yes. All right. I'm, I'm going to ask one little question. And Parker, with you being in college, you might not have to go far back. Uh, but we all know hindsight's 2020. Mm-hmm. And if we had the ability to go back and reflect and change with the knowledge that we have, uh, would you go back to a younger Parker and give a little bit of advice to, you know, our ultimate goal here is hindsight hacking. We want to hack your advice, your hindsight to give our audience clear foresight. So what's, uh, what's, what's we got for us there? You know, that is something 
that I used to hate. Hindsight is 2020. Great quote. Very true. There's nothing that is wrong about that statement. The problem is, is when you're in the middle of a trial, the middle of life just throwing thing after thing at you and you're feeling like your heart is beating out of your chest. You're feeling like a, a great quote from Alex Sharfin was the fact that everything happens wrong in business and you step up to your car and all of a sudden the woolly mammoth is right behind you just screaming at you the fact that, hey, you're failing this, you're failing this, and you're failing this. So the what I would give advice to myself then for sure, identify where you're even trying to go. At what point can you look back and know that you're at a hindsight point? I hadn't identified that. And so it was really, really difficult. I had short little goals and everything like that. And that's great and fantastic. Got to get through the week. But you also have to get through the day. And that is done by attaching yourself to an identity. That is one thing I wish I would have done more. Um, you know, when I was a young youngster back in the day, I uh, was definitely just the, that one thing of clarify where it is you're trying to go. That way you understand what is the benchmark you need to hit first. I, I love that. I love that. Um, all right. So now let's kind of bring it up to the future here. Uh, I know you, you're closing <laughs> one thing and you got something coming. What, what are you working on now, man? Oh my gosh, dude. There's 70 different things I'm working on right now, technically. And that's why I have a coach to make sure I don't do that. And it's a uh, hugest thing right now that I'm working on, honestly, is it's, yeah, definitely it's this one thing of how to podcast campaign, how to actually understand what it is you need to do first before you actually launch your podcast. Because there's a whole stages of, of launching a podcast. There's three real phases. One is the actual pre-launch, how you're getting people excited. The next step is actually launching and making sure you have a self-liquidating offer to drive people to it. And that's a huge thing we're working on right now with my team. We're getting really, really excited about it. And lastly is the post-launch. Because that's a huge problem people have is a statistic that still holds to this day since 2009 or uh, no, 2016, where literally over 70% of podcasts fail after 90 days. That is terrible. That's a horrible statistic. And so that's the hugest thing that I'm working on right now is how to understand like, okay, we're going to get you to the three-month mark for sure. After that, we're going to make sure that you consistently have a three-month strategy. Uh, this is what we're doing every single day to make sure that our content plan is directly connected to our a business plan. And so that's the huge thing we're kind of understanding right now is how to basically launch your podcast, make sure that it's successful. On top of that, making sure that after that, you understand your, your dream audience even more so that every single time you invest in that in that type of thing, you're actually making your money back. So that's a huge, huge thing we're making sure we understand next. So is your program, are you trying to work with people one-on-one? -on -one? Are you trying to take a group of individuals uh, to yeah, go so, from idea to, to launch and, and beyond? Like what's that whole thing? Yeah. So the whole, our dream audience right now that I'm working with is, is it's really a difficult because I'm able to help the people the most sometimes who are from scratch. And so that's a huge thing we're working on right now is that, you know, how to actually target each individual person, how to make sure the course and the, uh, the, the plan and everything is directed towards those two individuals. Because you either have a podcast need to launch, finally get it out there, or you need to actually relaunch your podcast and scale it. You know, you've, you've got this whole thing going and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to get this even further. So that's a huge thing right now. Um, but the direct thing we're really working with right now is definitely being more one-on-one. -on -one. So that's the huge thing we're doing as we're understanding the uh, 12 week process, basically, of how to make sure that you're doing just very simple, little much effort on your end as possible, getting to the point of understanding our message is validated. 
what future messages we need to have. And on top of that understanding of who can help us get that message out even more. Huge, huge thing. You have to make sure you're getting interviews, have to make sure you're scaling your podcast in that way. And on top of that, actually getting a network. Because this is one of those great things, you know, the three of us were able to have this chat. And then afterwards, we're able to understand that our relationship has improved. We're able to understand that, okay, we're all on the same team here. We all understand that people are in immense, immense pain. And we have the tools to get them out. And we have, you know, Dream 100, we're able to extend to each other. And so if you can understand your value points for that, you're able to have better reach outs. And even as well, doing the exact podcast campaign strategy of who is the next person? Because that's a huge thing people always forget about. They have their Dream 5. They don't have a Dream 100. No. And that's a huge problem people have is they're like, oh my gosh, Russell Brunson, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, Pat Flynn, Robert Kiyosaki, Elon Musk. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. Like, <laughs> what value do you offer to those people at the moment? But you can, you can get to that point. And that's only an understanding like, okay, value to the people we can at the moment. That way we're able to scale to the point of Russell knocking on our door. Exactly. And and that's, you know, that's near and dear to our hearts because we, we joke around that if you follow the dream 100 to the T, it's the fastest way to fail in business because yeah. at the end of the day, you started an entrepreneurial journey not to buy shoes for someone else to make money for <laughs> you um, or to spend 10 years chasing after somebody, right? We don't have that kind of time. So it's like, hey, let's just look at the people around. There's so many ways you can help each other out. You start leveling up and then pretty soon you, you've increased where you were and you can look back and go, holy smokes, I'm, I'm closer to that dream 100, but I'm not gauging my success on connecting with those dream 100. Oh, totally. You know, totally. And, and so I love, love that you just said that. Um, oh, Corey, it was your turn. Sorry. I apologize. Oh, it is. I, I don't know. I thought it was you. So I was good. <laughs> you know, we have the same. We go back and forth. It's, it's like, better to ask forgiveness than permission. It's yeah, like, I know what I want to say. <laughs> um, all right. So ultimately Parker, You've now been watching this game. You you're very close to to you know obviously your dad and ClickFunnels and and that whole marketing realm. You you speak in terms of you've read the books and and you've paid attention to what you know Dave and, and Russell have been saying. Uh, you know what's the advice that you give to the to the brand newbie, whether they're just trying to be an entrepreneur for the first time and they're you know over forty like me or they're in college, like yourself, like what's, what's that advice? Like, how do you, how do you get them to go from fear based that's keeping them from starting to actually just going and doing it? How do you get somebody to start or scale from any point? Man, that's a difficult question. That's one of those ones that if you, anybody has the perfect message for that when they're, you know, their ad spend is definitely going to go way down and they're, that's just one of those things that I could buy a whole bunch of dinners for cute girls. It's like, it's going to be great. Basically it's an analogy. Uh, <laughs> but in all honesty, man, if I was to give any advice for somebody, it's find a problem that you can solve easily. Like one of those ones where you're like, dude, I know exactly the pain point you're in. I know how to get you out of it. And once you identify that pain point, identify the next one after that. That's a huge part of business right now. What we're launching next, uh, next a little bit too, probably as well, is podcast funnel frameworks. It's a training where literally it's like, okay, these are the frameworks that top entrepreneurs are using to scale and have a successful business. Russell Brunson's, it is the three books that he gives you. 
He teaches you how to get traffic. He teaches you how to have a successful funnel and how to put the right words on that funnel. Those are the three things his entire business is a part of. And he identified the first problem was dot-com secrets. You know, he was able to help those people first. Uh, he can help anybody create a just a, an amazing, amazing funnel. And that's what he focused on. He's like, okay, I can help people do this. So find that one thing for yourself. And, you know, if you're thinking about the fact I'm not an expert on it, it's like, yeah, you're not. And neither is Tony Robbins because he still spends most money, like a lot of the money that he makes on, on learning. He still is at that level. So find a different way right now to get paid to learn. How you do that and the actual structure for it is making sure that you're posting to social media, getting out there, the fact that you are on this journey. That's a great way to start. Next up after that, understand who it is you can help first. You know, it's that, that, that core level. You might not, they might not be, you know, the people you always want to work with that you can make six figures off of for one client, but you can start from that person. You can then document, this is the thing I messed up first. This is where we needed to actually be. And this is where my client messed up. And that's the next thing I need to take off, the, take off their plate so I can make more money and they can have more success. So I think that would probably be my framework. Identify the problem you need to fix and supplement it with the, uh, the best way to, to basically growing yourself as soon as you learn. No, I think that's cool because the one thing that I think we all can agree on, the faster you learn something and teach it, the better you become at it. And oh, hands that, down. That's why podcasts are so great. Yes. It allows you to teach so that well, you understand it better. You know, Steve Larson had an entire, as you can tell, I've, I've definitely been geeking out of Steve Larson lately. He's <laughs> top of mind. Everything I say, I'm like, Steve said. <laughs> We've been there. <laughs> okay, totally. Yeah. You get surprised at being just like, okay, I know every single quote has come from Pat Flynn at the moment. <laughs> I've just been listening to him a lot lately. <laughs> well, we had, we had Steve on the show and there was one story that he shared in the OFA that was about a book and he tells oh, his fake book story. story. And I was like, Oh, I should buy this book. And then he's like, stop. I just made that all up. And I was like, <laughs> you know, so he was on our show and we talked about that because that was the moment I realized how powerful stories were. No joke. It got me to, want to buy a book that I probably was never going to read ever because Steve's story was so powerful. Totally. That's the biggest thing. That's why it's so important to create content is, you know, you find out if a funnel is successful or not by people buy it, but you're able to dig a lot deeper down into if a podcast is successful because it's how much they listen to it. No cost to them. Just what percentage are they at in consumption? That allows you to understand like, okay, I have done either a terrible job with that story, a confusing job with the tactic, or I was just telling something they didn't even care about. So we'll retest it. Post to Facebook. Do a similar thing. How's engagement? Is it, is it high? Is it low? Okay. Able to create more evergreen. Able to create more stuff that people are hearing constantly. It's one of those amazing ways. If you want to truly change the world, you will find those ways simply by understanding that this is the pain point and this is my way of solving it. Perfect. All right. I got one more for you, Parker. And uh, on it's, it's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, I'm not really, yes, it not is really a big, big one. All right. See my dad, you understand. Right. All right. So do you, <laughs> you're going to school right now. You've got your yep. business. Uh, you're, you're trying to have a social life. You're trying to be around your family. You're trying to 
do all the things. What's your what's your strategy for balance? What's your strategy to get the right you time uh, and and keep everything going in the right direction? Yeah. So that is a seriously that's a huge thing. I'm trying to focus on every single day is that state of balance. Um, my dad, I had a conversation with him about that after I just threw him underneath the bus. I'm a compliment him. And uh, <laughs> so a huge thing he talked to me though about was a very very truthful important thing is the fact that balance does not exist. You are not on this straight rope the entire time. You are constantly running between all areas of your life. And it's all about where you need to be at that certain moment. And so that's a huge way to look at it. I, uh, I do a huge thing in the morning. I uh, actually set out basically on five or six areas of my life I want to I basically be focusing on that day. Either it's uh, family, the different things I've been focusing on recently has been uh, family, uh, basically deeper relationships, surface relationships, which are really important still. Um, lead generation, lead nurturing, and self uh, self improvement. So those are the five areas that I focus on. And so in the morning, I write those down. I write out of ten. Then at the end of the day, I go to it and basically give myself that score of how did I do on that today? You know, am I actually focusing on it? If it's not, then clearly it's one of those things that either I really don't care about that thing, and that's great. It's fine. If you don't want surface level relationships, don't get surface level relationships. Don't have that be your focus. But at the same time, I know that that is something that I really want to focus on. I want to be able to have a conversation with somebody, be attentive because something I'm really struggling with at the moment. So that's one thing I need to focus on. On top of that, though, I want to make sure that I'm being re- re- I want to be rejuvenated. I want to be refreshed, excited about different things in my life. That's why you know the lead generation and lead nurturing is such an important thing to me because that really is my self development as well. You know, it's one of the things that gets me excited, it gets me fulfilled, it gets me recharged. Helping somebody, having an honest conversation with them and understanding at the end of it, I changed their life or at least put them in a direction to do so by themselves. That is something that's really important. So that's how I make sure I'm balancing it out as identifying what areas of my life do I feel like are lacking and what areas do I want to focus on? What's my dream life really look like? A whole dream destination is what we all talk about. It's what we all think about would be a great thing. But if you can honestly break that down to what it looks like for you, you'll have more clarity in your life. On top of that, you'll understand of the fact that you actually are being really successful, no matter how much you feel like you need to improve. You understand that I have succeeded here and that's all, that's sometimes all you need is just that one win. Uh, oh, I love that you created personal KPIs, right? <laughs> you got your own personal KPIs, just like you would for a business. And I think that's amazing. Totally. Most people might go into the day with the intention, but you said something huge and you follow up with yourself and you hold yourself accountable. Yeah. That's monstrous, man. I love it. Love yeah. it. I wrote it down. That's something I learned from Lauren Tickner again. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I know. First off, we're we were so happy to have you on the show, and and you taking the time. We appreciate it. I'm totally wanting to know what is that picture of behind you? What is that? <laughs> Oops, wrong way. So that right there is a uh, Cherokee tale of the two wolves. Basically, oh. it's all yeah. So have you ever heard of that? I see before? it now. I see it yeah. now. So, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. yin and yang, kind of two wolves. Got it. Uh, no, yeah. Basically, very. If you're listening, to this, you don't know what that is. Totally recommend learning about it and researching it. It's very important, I think, to the human beings. But it bases the concept of the fact that you have two wolves inside you constantly. One is for the good, and one is for the bad. One is for helping others and having personal fulfillment. The other one is at the end of it of you know being selfish, which you know, and the whole thing goes that whichever wolf you feed the most is the wolf that wins. I love it. I love it. All right, guys. So I know, I know, our time's coming to to an end, but I know there's people out there who's like. I got to get with Parker. Where's he at? Where can people find you at, man? 
A huge thing, honestly, would be to go to my Facebook group as kind of the biggest way that we're uh, nurturing people right now and kind of taking care of some big false beliefs people are really struggling with. So that's a huge place. Um, And as well, if you sign up for the Facebook group, we actually have the five steps to how to make sure your podcast doesn't suck. So that's kind of really a huge thing that people really need sometimes today. And so that's something that we're uh, making sure we give to people. Um, Yeah, so that's definitely up there. And honestly, yeah, I would definitely just go to the Facebook group. It's an amazing way. If you don't have a Facebook group as well for a podcaster, biggest mistake. You need a Facebook group. It's one of the best ways. If you look at Tried by Seth Godin, great book, totally recommend that one. It's all about understanding how to have the most connection between you and the bottom of the pole. And so that's something that's really, really important. I understand how to actually get close to them. That's how you do it through Facebook groups. So coming to the Facebook group, we'll show you how it's done as a, as a, as a good pos- as a podcast expert kind of does it. Self-proclaimed podcast expert, sorry. Uh, to get, you know, <laughs> definitely not have the numbers with that one yet, but it's fine. You'll be there. You'll be there. All right. Exactly. Uh, t- Parker, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a blast. And uh, I've loved getting to have a conversation with you. And I know, like you said, we've, We've now nurtured this relationship and it it will be an ongoing uh, relationship way beyond this. So thanks again for coming on our show and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Of course. Thanks, Parker. All right, Ron, full of energy, full of life and full of podcasting gold. What do you got for us today? Ah, I got so much, man. I mean, seriously, I say that like every time. I got to think of something else. I have hardly. All all the guests backstage are like, I don't think so. Uh, you know, one, I want to talk about the personal KPIs. Like, I love that. Like, how many times did you say, hey, I'm going to knock out these things today? And in business, I always would do it. But I wouldn't go back on a personal level and check it out. And I think that's so amazing. I'm totally going to put that into play. And I would highly suggest everyone do that. Uh, and then the other one is don't confuse your dream audience with your current audience. I thought that was huge, especially for people just starting podcasting. Like I remember when we were looking at starting this and we had this conversation where we were like, gosh, who's going to listen to this show? And I remember going to sleep thinking that I was like, who's going to, who's going to listen to the show? Why are they going to listen to the show? And I remember waking up and I called you. I said, they're just going to listen to our show because it's going to be a cool show. That's it. And I never looked back after that. And that was, that was it. But what if people stopped doing what they were doing? Cause they were so focused on their current customers. I mean, there's people, that we are connected to clients that one, we've never met ever, ever. And they're our clients and it's yeah. because of this show. Yeah. And you stole the, the one I was going to mention because ah, definitely don't confuse your dream audience with your current audience. I love that one. And uh, you know, but another one is what does your dream life really look like? Cause if you don't know where you're going, how do you know if you're off path? How do you know if you're off course? Right. And so Parker definitely loaded us up with lots of good things to think about. And so go check out his Facebook group. And, you know, if if you don't have a podcast, but you have a business, like you got to find a way to get your message out there. And podcasting is such a great way. Share your opinion, help your own visibility ladder, right? To get your product in front of people, get your customers to know who you are. And a podcast can can be a game changer and it doesn't have to be hard. There's so many ways to make it easy. So, all right, everyone, thanks so much for listening to us today. Now, we do have a Facebook group. So if you're not watching it in here right now, head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. Come join us in the group and we can't wait to see you. 
Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.